From the Alex Trebek stage at Sony Picture Studios, this is Inside Jeopardy. Oh, if ever there was a day that I needed to hear Johnny Gilbert on the guitar, it is today. Hello, welcome back to Inside Jeopardy, your exclusive and official podcast destination for all things happening in the world of Jeopardy. It is a world. I'm Michael Davies, joined today by Sarah Foss. Ah, hello, Michael. You look a little less dapper than you did the other night at the Emmys. Oh, yeah, still, I've got a double-breasted jacket on. I've got a, yeah, you're right, sweater and a t-shirt. Although you've been just wearing your um, (laughs) ski jacket all day in every meeting. It's not cold. You're a thin-blooded Californian at this point. I'm not only just wearing the jacket, but it's like zipped up. Uh, But you're right, we did attend uh, the Primetime Mm -hmm. Emmys, the Creative Arts part of the Primetime Emmys, for the first time, I think, since 1974. The game shows were put into the primetime category at the Emmys and Jeopardy uh, won for best show at the Emmys. It's the first primetime Emmy that Jeopardy has ever won. We've won 43. We now have 44. We now have 44, yes. Um, But finally a primetime Emmy for the old show. Yes. And we felt like we were at the big show. You know, we've we've been to the daytime Emmys since I started back in 2001. It's always a great event, but now, primetime, there was something special. It was actually the 75th anniversary. It was. The trophy has actually a special 75 on it, yeah. and we got to attend with our writers, and it was just a very celebratory evening. Yeah, it was really beautiful. We uh, ran into several uh, friends of the show. Interestingly, Kenya Barris we ran into. I couldn't tell him that there was a clue about Kenya Barris going to be on the show (laughs) this week. We're getting that put into a frame to send to Kenya Barris. He's the executive producer of Blackish, a a really big fan of our our program. Uh, But we saw all sorts of people and just the, the, the general regard and sort of feeling for Jeopardy amongst the crowd was uh, was palpable. Yes. But that's not the only thing going on in the world of Jeopardy. That's not all that is going on because we've got Champions Wildcard Group 1 begins airing tomorrow. The matchups have been revealed online, so if you want to see who's going up against who, you can go ahead and see that for those nine quarterfinal games. And then, of course, we had our play-in games on TuneIn, hosted by Buzzy Cohen. Yep. And those went Base out. Base for radio. Yes. And if, if I you... said that last week, but Alexa told us before the show that she cut it out. It was Buzzy himself who said it's that. True. I'm referring to an Austin Cohen original joke. Yes. So Alexa, producer Alexa, you have to leave it in now. Yes. He said, Michael Davies must think I only have a face for radio. Yep. But anyway, if you didn't catch those TuneIn games last Friday the 12th, they are available on demand at Jeopardy Radio on TuneIn. So take a listen. Spoiler alert for those who want to know, Nick Barry and Rachel Clark did claim those two play-in game spots and you will see them in the quarterfinals in the next nine games. Uh, obviously, we are uh, making Inside Debt Jeopardy in JAT and Jeopardy Airtime. Uh, Sarah and I, however, live most of the time in JPT and Jeopardy <laughs> Production Time. I just would say we've already shot those Champions Wildcard episodes. Michael, what? No. And just don't miss them. They are just so good. So many great matches. An incredible ending to the competition. So enjoy. Yes, and we will enjoy covering all things Champions Wildcard over the next few weeks here on the pod. But today, we're going to highlight the second chance because it was just last week when Matt Harvey prevailed as the champion from our third group of second chancers on Monday. Then we went right into the competition for our fourth and final group of players And Michael, we saw Katie Nolan secure her spot in the Celebrity Jeopardy finals, an epic matchup between her and Steven Weber and Dulé Hill. So we're going to get into all of that in a bit. But first, it's time for this week's 
look in Jeopardy history. We're heading all the way back to season six. Now let's come down to Frank Spangenberg. He had twenty and a half thousand dollars. Did he get both Adams and John Quincy? He did indeed. Why not? He's been right all uh, five games. <laughs> a chance for a new record. What was the wager? Ten thousand one hundred. A new one-day record of thirty thousand six hundred. A new five-day record of one hundred and two thousand five ninety-seven. Congratulations, Frank. What's the charity? It's Gift of Love Hospice run by the Missionaries of Charity, Sister Teresa's Order in New Sister York City. Sister Teresa's Charity. Well, congratulations again, Frank, and thank you for tuning us in. Three new contestants tomorrow. We'll see you then. So long. Yes, it was on this very day back in 1990 when Frank Spangenberg, our New York wow. City transit cop with a memorable mustache, became a five-day Jeopardy champion. He set the single-day cash winnings. James Holtzauer, don't even listen. It was $30,600, highest anyone had ever scored in a single game. Of course, this was before the dollar values were doubled. And Frank was also the first champion to ever win more than $100,000 within those five games, because, of course, you could only win five games. His run ended with him earning $102,597. Now, at the time, we had a maximum of $75,000 that the network allowed people to win on a game show. So he took home his $75,000, and then he had to come up with another charity, and he picked the Gift of Love Hospice in New York City and was able to donate over $27,000 to them. Frank continued to be a legend on the Alex Trebek stage. He came back for the TOC. He played in Super Jeopardy. He played in Jeopardy's 10th anniversary tournament, which he won. He was in the Jeopardy Million Dollar Masters, the Jeopardy Ultimate Tournament of Champions, and the Jeopardy Battle of the Decades. He earned over $200,000 in all of his various competitions. I had a chance to travel for our 25th anniversary to visit with him at his New York City Transit Cop office. And boy, is he well-loved there in the city. He has since retired. But just one of the great, you know, original greats, I would say, of the game. And as nice as he is brilliant. So that happened. Yeah, I produced a quiz show years ago called Grand Slam. It was a British import, but it was the greatest quiz champions of all time against each other. It's when I first really started working wow. with Ken. Ken won that competition. Uh, he beat Ogiogos, who was a great uh, millionaire champion in the final. Brad Rutter was also on that. And Frank Spangenberg, I was just looking for the video. There he is, Frank Spangenberg yes. on Grand Slam, playing against David Legler. Um, one of the great quizzes. Love getting to know Frank. And still has a great mustache, even in that video. Yep. All right. Well, it is time now to head into our game highlights, Michael. We kicked off the week with day two of our second chance final. Matt Harvey, Michael Cavalier, and Randall Rayford. Matt was building a strong lead in double jeopardy on the strength of an early $5,400 true daily double until Michael found the last daily double and went all in for $13,200 to take a commanding lead heading into final jeopardy. But it was Matt who went all in for final. He was the only one to come up with the correct response, and he gets that come from behind win. Interestingly enough, Matt is from Rhode Island. He was the only player to get final, and the category state capitals, the clue, the two closest state capitals at about 40 miles apart. One was founded by someone no longer allowed in the other. Correct response, Providence and Boston. Again, this is all randomized. The contestant team doesn't see the material, but it is always interesting when those types of things happen. You know, Ken said this puts you one step closer to a rematch with Chris Panulo, because, of course, Chris is the one who took out Matt. What would you say to Chris if he's watching? And Matt said, I feel like I should say something like, grr, but mostly it's like, 
please don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to see how he does in Champions Wildcard and if there is, in fact, a TOC rematch between the two. I did have a chance to catch up with Matt right after his big win. Let's hear what he had to say about advancing to Champions Wildcard. Matt Harvey, you're headed to Champions Wildcard. How you feeling? Uh, I don't quite believe it actually happened. It's very strange feeling, but it's wonderful. I'm so excited. You know, so many people say the best part is that it means that you get to play more Jeopardy. Is that yeah. how it feels for you? Yes and no. On the one hand, this is very nerve-wracking, but I mean, the, the really the most disappointing thing about not winning the first time was, well, that's it, no more Jeopardy. And I like Jeopardy, so I get at least one more game, which is a pretty exciting thing to look forward to. Well, of course, as producers, you know, we do our own work to see who's going to come back for second chance. But certainly if we were to listen to the online poll, Reddit, you name it, Matt Harvey, your name came up over and over again as someone who had to be back for second chance. How did that feel when you were knowing that people really thought you deserved this next opportunity? I mean, extremely flattering. <laughs> um, you know, I felt like I did well the first time out here. I was, I was up against someone who was extremely good. Um, so... So, you know, you always want to be recognized, uh, especially if you think you did well. And I thought I did well, so that it felt really good. But I tried very hard not to get my hopes up or to get too overconfident what might happen. Well, you say you did well. Like, let's just point out, you did go up against Chris Panulo, And you were one of the few people who managed to not let him have a runaway. Yeah, it was real close, wasn't it? It was. I, it was a lot of fun to compete against. Chris. I mean, if I'm going to not win at Jeopardy, I want to not win to Chris Panulo. Right. Yeah. And for years, there were a number of players who lost to a Ken Jennings, to a James Holtzauer, and we yeah. never heard from them again. Now, thanks to Second Chance, you're here. This and is you're a, proving that you are a Jeopardy champion. It's a great innovation. I think people like to see people win. Um, and so an opportunity for more people to stand right here is pretty great. Well, you are now a Jeopardy! champion. Last season, we had another Jeopardy! champion from Providence, Rhode Island in Jake D'Aruda. Do you guys know each other? Have you run into each other on the streets of Providence? I, I mean, you'd think it's not that big a city, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll go back and create a little Jeopardy! champs trivia unstoppable something. Yeah. yeah. Well, he actually just got word he's bypassing Champions Wildcard as a three-game winner and headed straight to the TOC. All right. Well, I'll see him then. So that's what your next goal needs to be, to see Chris Panulo and Jake in the TOC. Let's do it. So what do you do between now and then? You obviously had to get back to studying when you knew you were coming for a second chance, but now you've got a quarterfinal in the Champions Wildcard coming up. Yeah, I think I'm just going to continue to obsessively try to learn things. I've built some decent study habits, so I'm going to try to keep those going, but it has not yet been the case that there's been a question that I studied for. So I may at some point just decide to just work on my headspace and, and try to be prepared uh, mentally, if not intellectually, for what happens next. So what you're saying is the hot nerd is in shape. Oh, yeah. Clue shape. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to try to flex my brain in some hot Ah, I like what that. you did there. Yeah. Uh, who do you think will be rooting you on in Champions Wild Card? Well, I, I mean, my family, I certainly hope. I think you also have eight other second chance contestants who will certainly be saying, we want our second chance winner to take it all. I hope so. I, we were talking uh, at lunch. Some tape days is a good vibe. There was a good vibe today. I think we all got along and we were all rooting for each other backstage and you know, we all had similar experiences. So you meet really cool people doing this and um, I'm excited to represent in the, in the next round. 
And you're kind of also a funny guy. You know, you've got this humorous side that I don't think we saw as much in the first game, but it's really coming out now after Second Chance. Well, I've had more chances to talk. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I always say the two out of my personality are crippling anxiety and, hey, look at me. Um, so uh, this is my chance to exercise the other half of it a little bit. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing all of it in Champions Wildcard. Thanks so much. Thank you. Factors ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. When my schedule gets busy, it's nice to have pre-prepared, chef-created, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to my door. With over 35 different options a week to choose from and over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons, make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy with Factor. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 and use code Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. That's code Jeopardy50 at factormeals.com slash Jeopardy50 to get 50% off. There you have it. All right, well, we're moving on to Tuesday where we welcomed back our final group of Second Chance competitors. First up, Rotimi Kukoyi. You'll remember him from our teen tournament years ago. He wasn't able to make it to the high school reunion tournament, so we wanted to make sure to give him his second chance. April Marquette and Pam Warren. Rotimi got out to an early lead in double jeopardy with both April and Pam right on his heels. April able to take a narrow lead heading into final but could not come up with the correct response. Rotimi and Pam were correct and Rotimi took the win by just $1. I think of anyone in second chance, he probably looked the most different. You know, he's he's only 19 years old now, Michael, so picture him, you know, five years ago. Yeah. He's grown up a lot, but he still looks a bit young, and he shared a sweet message for Alex in his final Jeopardy. You know, he gave the response, what is the Book of the Dead, and thank you, Alex, because he is one of the last remaining contestants, you know, that's on the stage these days that did play with Alex. Yeah, and one of the youngest, without a doubt. Absolutely. Well, we headed into Wednesday's game. Roy Camara, Michael Vallely, and Denise Carlin returned for their second chance. This was Roy's game. He put on a dominant performance yeah. in both the Jeopardy round and the double Jeopardy rounds, nearly securing a runaway. But Denise was able to get within striking distance heading into final. Roy and Denise are correct. So it's Roy that advances to the finals. And I find whenever these big wins happen, people are always wondering, who did they lose to? Well, Roy lost to Stephen Webb, eight-game champion, who we will, in fact, be seeing in the TOC. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person point of sale system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Plus, they have the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. What I love about Shopify is how simple they've made it to grow your business. You can manage inventory, track payments, and view real-time insights all in one place. Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash jeopardy, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash jeopardy now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash 
Jeopardy. Now, back to Inside Jeopardy. Well, on Thursday, we saw our last qualifying game with Long Nguyen, Alison Streckel, and John Guskowski. This was an incredible game. John was on fire in the Jeopardy round. He ended that round with $14,200, the highest Jeopardy round score we've seen all season. But then Allison came roaring back in double Jeopardy, back-to-back daily doubles. She adds $10,800 to her score. And then from there, it was really John and Allison neck and neck. But Allison maintained a very narrow lead heading into final. Then here comes Long. He's the only player to come up with the correct response. He pulls off an amazing come-from-behind win. And get this, Long also lost to eight-game champion Stephen Webb. So I guess that's saying something about just how good a player Stephen Webb is or just how good these second chancers are. I have to give credit to Jessica Moore from our team. She dropped a great line. She said, they said it'd be a long shot, but he came up with the Nguyen. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, good. I didn't know Jessica was so comedic, but I yeah. really like that. So we'll see what he does in the finals. That kicked off. Long Roy Ratimi returning on Friday for day one of the two-day total point affair. Roy came on strong in double jeopardy, building up his score until he found the first daily double. He goes all in, $10,600, and is incorrect. Long, who finishes the Jeopardy round with nothing, slowly builds up his total. He finds the last daily double, also goes all in with his 9,200, and he's correct, so he skyrockets into the lead. All three players went big in final. They all wagered it all, but Long was the only one to come up with the correct response, giving him a big lead heading into day two. And, you know, we had to ask him in the postgame chat, like, how are you able to just do these aggressive final Jeopardy wagers long and he said these guys are good so I have to go for it and also I'm for Las Vegas so a little James Holtzauer there yeah well talking of aggressive daily double (laughs) wagers uh, let's head back to Tuesday night in prime time for our second Celebrity Jeopardy semi-final this one featuring Stephen Weber Katie Nolan and Dulé Hill Stephen and his his thumb who he started talking to during the episode (laughs) got off to a hot start ending double Jeopardy more than $10,000 ahead of Katie in second place but it was Katie who pulled ahead in Triple Jeopardy, thanks in part to her finding all three of the daily doubles, uh, one of which she had to go all in on. In final, the three champs incorrect, allowing Katie to secure the win and our second spot in the final. And I think what's so impressive about Katie is she has now defeated two players who've already competed on Celebrity Jeopardy. First, she took out Christopher Maloney and now Steven Weber. So that had to feel pretty good. Plus, you know, we know she's a big Sam Buttry fan. She had the chance to say, bring it. And then, as you mentioned, she had to go all in. So she also had a chance for a Holtzauer all-in motion. You know, she's doing it all. And as a true Jeopardy fan, she said, it's exhilarating. And she really uh, ended up at the at the end of Triple Jeopardy, coming up with the correct responses to some very, very tough clues and impressing many people in the audience. She did a great AMA on Reddit uh, after the game, the first time we've had a Celebrity Jeopardy champion ever do that. And she seemed to enjoy it. Yes. And she had so many questions that came in. I think she was answering into the wee hours and she had to go to another event. But she said, I'll get to all your questions. But I learned a few things. I think our Reddit users, lovers learned a few things. And we also saw her comedic side in this game. One of my favorite moments between Katie and Stephen, you know, Stephen ran the New York Times obituary category. And Ken said, is one of the advantages of getting older being good at obituary trivia? And Stephen said, let me tell you something. I seriously read the New York Times obituary. And Katie says, looking for your friends? <laughs> <laughs> it was so fast and so quick. And then, of course, he said, I-H-Y, I hate you, which was a callback to an idiom brain teasers category earlier that Katie had done so well on. Yeah, definitely. One of the questions <laughs> in the AMA was... Um, 
how real is the fraternity and sorority shown between our players and how real is the animosity sometimes between our players um i think she mentioned that she thinks that she'll have a better relationship ongoing with steven weber than she will with chris maloney but it was a uh, it was all in fun they were they they left the stage uh, great friends and wonderful episode of television well she is headed to the finals joining lisa and walter we're going to find out who earns the third and final spot tomorrow night on abc in primetime but i did have the chance to speak with katie right after the big win let's take a listen Katie Nolan, you're headed to the finals of the Celebrity Jeopardy Championship. How are you feeling right now? In disbelief. I am so excited. I love this show so much. I care about this too much. Um, I should probably be playing it cooler, but I am very excited. Well, it's funny because we always tell people the best way to prepare for the show is to watch the show. And you actually do that every night. All the time. Uh, my fiance and I, we watch it every night when we, watch din uh, when we eat dinner. He is on the road a lot, so we have a DVR full of it. So sometimes we're a couple games behind, but we always catch up and yeah, all the time. This is the best show on TV. Now coming here after watching it from home for so long, what surprised you? What looked the same, different? Like, talk me through the experience as a real fan coming here and actually stepping to the podium. Yeah, it's funny because sometimes when you go into a set of a TV show, it looks smaller in person, but this is exactly how I pictured it. It's exactly what I thought it would be. I think I cried when I first walked in just because it's the Alex Direct studio. It's, this is very, very cool. And everybody that works here is so nice. Kind of like one big happy family here at Jeopardy, and now you're part of the family. Ah, stop it! You happen to go up against two people who had already played on Jeopardy, Christopher Maloney in your first game, Steven Weber in the second. Was that intimidating at all, or was it just, how'd you bring your game more, would you say? It was intimidating because, you know, things like the buzzer that I wasn't familiar with, uh, I didn't know if they would have an edge, and obviously in this last game, Steven got out to a sizable lead, so I kind of felt like, I'll just have fun, enjoy it, soak it in. Um, but you know, then I beat them. So that's how that ended. Yeah. And we're it, here now. It ended well. You're a real fan, so you talked about your love of Sam Buttry. You got to say bring it. Yes. Did I almost missed it. The hype? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was the best. I would have been, I would have never forgiven myself if I missed it. He's just the greatest and the sweetest. And all of the champions, like Amy and Emodio, I mean, we have, we are, we're fans of many Jeopardy champions in our house. Now, you also got to do a little all-in Holtzhauer. Yeah. Big fan of him or yeah, just well, his see, move? I feel like he's on a heel run right now. Uh -huh. So I don't know if I say if, uh, if I'm a big fan that uh -huh. he'll be like, that's kind of bad for his image. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's absolutely brilliant. And I, I never thought I would do this. I thought I would just say a true daily double. In the moment, it just really does feel like. All the chips. Was, yeah, felt great. Do it, yeah. <sighs> all right, we know you're going to face Lisa and Walter in the final. We don't know who your other competitor will be. What are you thinking of the competition so far? Hi, yes. Oh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. There, this is not going to be a cakewalk. I need to study more of everything. Uh, I think I'm going to try to brush up on the, on the things I'm the weakest at, but I, I'm certainly prepared for a battle. Well, we can't wait to see you go to battle in the finals. Congratulations, Thank Katie Thank you Nolan. so much. Oh, fantastic stuff. Can I say one other thing? Celebrity Jeopardy really doing so well in the ratings. This episode, two weeks in a row, you know, a, a 0.5 rating, winning not only its time period, but winning the entire night on television, both in households, in total viewers, and also in the adult 18 to 49 demographic. Celebrity Jeopardy has really come on strong for the second year in a row and entertaining a lot of people. And thank you, uh, so many of you out there for watching.
Yeah, and we got two women in the finals. I can't wait to see who will be our third competitor. Mm. It's now time for this week's host chat. An audience member asked Ken, what's your favorite dessert? My favorite dessert. So a lot of times this is framed as a cake versus pie controversy. And I think both those people are wrong. They're both heretics. Like the perfect dessert is a cookie. Like cookies are better than pie or cake. And I'm the only one brave enough to say it, I think. Chocolate chip cookies like the perfect food. Steve on the jib gave me a chocolate chip cookie this morning. And I, I'm already happier. My day is already made. I will speak for Steve and the cookies. It's actually his wife, Linda, who makes them. And they are the best cookies I have ever had. So I don't know if you've ever had one of Linda's cookies from Steve on the jib, but they're delicious. Yeah, no, I took them home uh, from the Christmas party. Right? They're superb, really yes. superb. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show, Michael. To our listeners, join us next week as we highlight day two of the Second Chance Final. That airs today. Plus, you're going to hear from the winner of that final right here on the pod. And we're going to discuss our first four games in Champions Wildcard, which kicks off tomorrow. Yeah, of course, we're going to be covering the last Celebrity Jeopardy semi-final featuring Heather McMahon, Mo Rocca, and Rachel Dratch. So be sure to tune in to that game tomorrow night in primetime at 8 p.m. Keep your questions coming. Really, still want to know what more of you think about the way that we set up the board with seeing the celebrity contestants on the side and, yeah. and whether that's a good idea or a bad idea. We sort of put it out there to sort of test uh, how people will think about it. Always love to hear from you. Always love doing this. And we will see you or hear from you or you will hear us all next week. See you next week.